welcome to Conquer the Clutter on August the 17th. Do you believe it? We are three quarters of the way through the summer. Um, but it is great to see everybody and um, to continue what I hope will be the last podcast. We might not get through all the material on focus. All right. I want to show you the book that... I've been working from just for ideas about how I want to take this information because focus is very important for reaching your goals to declutter. Absolutely. Um, and most other things in your life. And um, along with the other motivation and time management. Um, so I want to just kind of give you a heads up about this little series the information is solid, okay? Solid, good information. However, I do find that it's a little bit formula, both in the motivation, development and management, in the time, in the focus. Um, and I say that with no judgment, it's more a matter of timing of when if you're ever thinking of getting this series and just kind of giving yourself that as a resource that you can go over periodically, I want you to consider the timing because one of the things that I believe is that when when this community um, joins me on Wednesdays, it's because, um, well, you like me, but also um, the difficulty that you're having putting into effect and managing on an ongoing basis is the challenge. So it's not helpful, all right, to have a book give you good information and then say, okay, now that you've done that, this is all you have to do. And now that you've done that, we can move on. And you're left thinking, okay, there should have been another chapter or six here in between those two statements. All right. So that's the one drawback that I have about this series. Good information. But if you want the information, go back to the podcasts and listen to the information. All right. And then at some point, if you want to use it as a greater resource, fine and dandy. The other thing I am very excited to tell you about is that I'm working um, on, of course, the next 10 podcasts. This, I think, is going to be um, the next series, and it's on the legacy of trauma. All right. Now, trauma comes in many shapes, sizes, and forms. Um, it Trauma is really, in my opinion, um, about the way, not just what happens to us, but about the way we we extract meaning um, from that event. All right. And the legacy of how we continue to limp along in quiet ways. Um, and so it's you don't have to have been in a war zone. You don't have to be a child abuse survivor. You don't have to be an adult child of alcoholics, all right? There doesn't have to have been any uh, overt abuse. Um, if you feel that you have been 
um, injured. Um, and from time to time, it comes back and bites you, frankly, or interferes, distracts, interferes, undermines, puts you on another resistance. You know that in Jane Burke's book, Procrastination, she's talking about the fear of being controlled. All right. Well, quite often, the, those individuals had helicopter parents, maybe well-intended, but, you know, they were, they were so supervised, so controlled, it's sort of like, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, now it's time to breathe out, now, and just overdone, all right, and that, that has a legacy, a negative legacy, so this will be um, one of the next uh, series that we're talking about, I just want you to get ready for it. I'm thinking that this is probably going to be anywhere from a four to six podcast series because I don't want to rush through it like it's the flavor of the day. Okay, then I am really excited. You know how sometimes I tell you folks, send me an email telling me what you want to know more about because it is the thing that is getting in your way and you just keep bumping your head on it. Well, one person, uh, like today there are 28 people, one person emailed me and set, gave me a little um, example and um, asked if I would do something on grief. So I bought a lot of books from Amazon um, because I'm not a grief specialist, although I deal with grief in the work I do, um, but not as an expert, just as an adjunct. Um, and I found this series, okay, uh, by Megan Devine. Um, and this book is It's Okay That You're Not Okay, Meeting Grief and Loss in a Culture That Doesn't Understand. So when you're suffering grief, the environment that you're suffering within is part of the problem. All right. And you can have a double whammy um, as a result. Then her other book is so that's interesting about grief and what it is and the effect on you, but you're already feeling that. Um, this is this is a workbook, and I started to go through it. It's a jewel. If grief is something that you're living with for whatever reason, and it doesn't have to be about death, it's about loss. All right, it can be tied to trauma. All right or it can be independent of it. Um, how to carry what can't be fixed. A journal for grief, Megan Devine. So I just, uh, just wanna let you know where we're going. And hopefully um, if there are other topics that you're experiencing in combination with uh, clutter, then uh, please do what he did send me an email, elaine.birchall at hoarding.ca. Okay, now we're going to get started with focus. All right. Now, this is not going to come as a surprise to you, I know, but it is a truism that our ability to focus, 
okay, is a key essential element to any level of success. So I'd like to help you um, at the time I'm helping myself as well, figure out how and where to find your focus, right? Now, in this book, uh, written by Thibault Miris, um, titled Mastering Your Focus, right, he states something that I believe is, is worth quoting, and that is that our ability to focus can give us the perception and the experience, truthfully, that time, which is always runs away with this, right? Which is so limited, really. Um, I don't know about you, but I need like, I put in a, a request for a 30 hour day and all I get is, sorry, we're not picking up. We have a lot of requests to this system. <laughs> it's not happening, okay? We get 24 hours, okay? So, but the ability to focus gives us the experience because we have up space in our mind we have peace in our mind to that time actually is slowed and it's true we get more we can squeeze more out of that time if we can improve our ability to focus okay so is there anyone here today um because you will be probably the exception who doesn't know that when you're feeling that pressure, that time is scarce, all right, you are actually using up the time and it feels, your experience is probably very acute that you're running out of time, okay? And as that increases, as that experience with this time capsule you have becomes so intense that you know you're panicking you're you're making mistakes you're you're missing things you feel that it's happening at the worst possible time and you feel like it's out of control all right anybody here feel that or have felt that from time to time anybody here have said where did the time go all right, where did the time go? It went because you were somewhere else. All right, probably struggling with something or cogitating on something. 24 hours is what we get, even though often it feels like 12. Okay, so the ability to more effectively focus will give us increasingly more productivity. Now, we're not machines, but if we set a goal, wouldn't it be great to reach the goal earlier and have some spare time that we can just indulge ourselves? What a concept. All right. The work doesn't have to take up all the time. It doesn't have to. Who here wants to work more? And I hate the word because it's so, I don't know, it's so commercial, productivity. Who wants to set a goal, keep your eye on the ball, and be productive so that you have spare time? Anybody? Thumbs up if you do. I have a screen full of thumbs up. 
basically. Okay, so that's what we need for success, all right? We're all in search of some level of success. Somebody doesn't have there. There we go, all right. Okay, so I know that when I've been capable of improved focus, I feel like time has slowed, and but I also feel the benefit of having, does anybody else experience this, that when you're really in the zone, you put yourself in the zone, you often have to fight for it, it doesn't just happen, um, it's almost like you've got a bubble around you, like a, um, a soundproofed bubble um, that isn't that a great feeling, all right, rather than to have yourself sort of not really holding on to it, not really able to focus, and you're distracted all the time. Anybody feel that way? And I fight for that bubble. I, I fight for that bubble because like yourself, there are so many other things, but boy, I'll tell you, it is such a gift when I get there. Um, so I invite you now to give yourself permission, all right, to do whatever it is that's legal, all right, do whatever it is that's legal to give yourself whatever you need, that when you say, I need more focus here, that you can create that bubble, that you can move any other distractions not out of the out of the realm of your responsibility or what you have to do but just give yourself permission to good self-care establish that bubble and then stay in it all right there will always be other existing challenges at the same time just understand that Choose what you're going to give yourself to. Now, some of those other challenges, all right, are things we live with. I know that the more um, I get stressed or the more I, I allow myself to feel like a rat on the wheel, um, I, I've discovered that I don't think I do have OCD, but it's amazing how I get a little bit of a flavor of it, particularly around order. All right. And when I feel like I'm running on my tippy toes, um, I start to get distracted and I start to get um, just maybe a little tiny flavor of ADD or ADHD. The rest of the time, not so much. But under enough stress, I do. Um, just hold on a second. Somebody has joined us and they're not muted. Pasta, can you find them, please? And yeah, there you go. Um, all right. So those other challenges at the time we're fighting for focus, all right, could be depression, could be anxiety, could be ADD, could be ADHD, could be grief, could be residual from a childhood, residual from bad relationships, all right? 
know that it's still, however, that focus, all right? It's about what you choose, all right? And I'm going to ask you to choose yourself. Just choose yourself. It still is possible. All it means is that the incline on the hill uh, that you have to climb, all right, to get to the top where the bubble, where you can enter that bubble, might be slightly steeper. Go back to the ADD, ADHD, depression, anxiety podcasts. All right, they're in the library. Put your earphones on and just listen to them while you do something else just to refresh your memory on what the strategies are that you probably already have. Um, you're just forgetting some of them. All right. And then engage in that to lower the incline up the hill for yourself. All right. Because that hill is part of whatever challenge. So right now, I want people to take out a pen and paper and I want you to write down today, just today, what is the biggest challenge you have today? Know that that challenge you have today has, has an incline, all right? And so get ready for it. Okay, now, in between th that hill and the next hill, okay, you clear, I want you to find that wonderful feeling that you have cleared the lowest hill to this focus bubble, all right? And I want you to commit to being even more deliberate in ways that are meaningful for you, all right? The periods in between that challenge and the next challenge on the way to your goal, all right, might be more intense, all right? They might require you to concentrate even further. But when we don't give ourselves adequate self-care in that interim stage, because the whole, the whole way to this goal that you want for this challenge you have today, whatever the end product of that's going to be, the success, how you're going to measure success, it isn't going to be just, just climbing the hill. There will be a break. What are you going to do in between? What are you going to, are you going to give yourself a break? Are you going to engage in good self-care? And what does self-care mean to you? All right. So I'm speaking now to the people who, when they have a challenge, they don't give themselves permission. Okay, they feel guilty. They feel like they're distracted. They don't understand that getting to the top of the hill is a series of slower, lower hills with a plateau in the middle between each one of them. You need to factor in being kind to yourself, being non judgmental shutting down the voices on the committee that start giving you rules or start judging how well you're doing, all right? What 
Now, under that goal today, I want you to list two things that for you would be replenishing, that are available, and involve good self-care. And then in between, whatever the next challenge is on the way to completing that goal you've written down, I want you to go to your list and I want you to do one of them. Do one of them enough that you've put steam in the tank. All right. And never mind that I'm not finished. I can't. That's why I ask you 15 minutes at a time. And in between those 15 minute intervals that you're actually focusing and working on whatever the goal is you're looking for, you engage in good self-care. And that way, you parse out the day. And at the end of the day, you will have accomplished a lot more than you would have by beating yourself up, okay, and nagging yourself and judging yourself. And you will have more of positives in your day. Your day won't just be about work reason that's so important is if you make the day about the, just the work until it's finished and you do that habitually, you aren't kidding me. You are not going back to that. All right. Because it is just normal human behavior to avoid something that ended with a feeling of, yeah, completion, but a noxious feeling of, I don't have that much steam in the tank. But you won't have that sensation if you break it up with good self-care. Reasonable little injections of good self-care. You define good self-care. Now, when you're defining good self-care, be really careful. All right. Don't make it about something that you find compellingly distracting, like Facebook or online or Netflix or something that is designed to draw you in and keep you there. All right. Many of the social media uh, programs and apps and sites, many of the Netflix and YouTube and all of that, they're a little bit like the slots at a casino. All right. Do you remember when we discovered that um, uh, Sesame Street was really great. Kids were really engaged. And then we found that actually what we'd done is train a whole generation of kids for immediate gratification. And then if it wasn't um, that they couldn't actually attend because we were feeding a different appetite in a child. And while they were learning, they were only now capable of learning for very brief windows even when it wasn't age appropriate, all right? So be really careful when you're choosing good self-care that it isn't something that for you personally is so seductive that dragging yourself away from it to clear the next small hill is not likely to happen. You know yourself, you know, you know the things. Now, right now, below the two examples of good self-care, I want you to write what are the what are two of the things that you 
love a lot, but you really shouldn't engage in them until you've, you're finished. Write those down. Okay, those will be the two precautions. What are the two precautions that you need to keep an eye out for yourself that you know once you start those, that is going to be a long, drawn-out story. It isn't going to be an interval of rest and happiness and joy and relaxation and replenishment. Okay. So, um, Thibault uh, Miris quotes a study conducted by the University of California, Irvine, that on average, it takes about, now, I think this is an underestimate, actually, 23 minutes, all right, to return to a task after being distracted. Has anybody... <laughs> How many people here would agree that 23 minutes, um, maybe a little longer? Okay, maybe because we stepped into the pothole of one of those two things we need to be precautionary about. All right. So it, it it's, you know yourself. Don't go for the seductive. I think 23 minutes might be an underestimate. Um, so our ability to focus, all right, allows us what we need to, to develop a skill. Um, and whatever other skills are involved in the um, end result being success, focus is like the fuel that makes it possible and and adding increased and test yourself all right set set a timer and see if you can increase the focus time and at what point do you start to get a little frayed around the edges then to thine own self be true all right that should be at the point you're at, that should be your limit. All right. That should be your limit. And gradually, very gradually, see if you can increase it. Not because you're going to need extensive periods of focus. All right. For every single project, but because you're going to then know what your limits are. All right. You already have a wisdom and an ability inside yourself. Sometimes we don't actually use that ability that we innately have because we don't spend any effort to understand what are our optimal conditions for focus and what are our limits. That's why I say 15 minutes at a time, especially when you're getting started. And almost never, okay, unless your, your foot is to the fire, I really suggest that at any point in time, you only allow yourself one more 15 minutes. 
All right. And then you do take a break. Then you do replenish yourself in some way, probably for no more than 15 minutes, half an hour. Break it up. Anybody can do anything for 15 minutes and you won't have a negative uh, impression that then becomes a block. All right. Okay. So when we're in more control of our ability to find, develop, and hold on to focus, then we've developed a scale for when a project is more intense or more long-term, that's going to give us a really effective, accurate tool for how long it's going to take. All right. A realistic expectation of how long it's going to take. How many people here have fallen into that rut where you you say, oh, this has to be done. Oh, that's that's a half hour job. Right. Yeah. And a half hour later, you're going, huh? Uh, and you find that the darn thing took you four hours or two days. Okay. What I want you to do is exactly what we just talked about. In increasing periods of realistic, truthful time, see what your initial focus limit is. Because if you're not focusing, chances are when you're doing the work, you're making these decisions, to declutter or whatever um, the, the project is, chances are that period of time outside of what really is your truthful limit, you're wasting time. Anybody find that you get distracted and you meant to work for, you said two hours, there's no point in promising two hours if only 15, 20 minutes is going to be where you really are focusing on the product that you want to produce, whatever it is, a clean counter, a clean bathroom, uh, um, picking up in your bedroom, taking out the recycling, sorting, you know, things that can go from things that need to stay. If your, fo if your focus time is really only 15 minutes to half an hour, misrepresenting that to yourself and saying, oh, you know, I'm going to do it for two hours. Why? Why? You're not, you're not actually working in that time. I bet dollars to donuts that if you actually look at what you're doing, you review what you're doing, the time outside your natural now ability to focus, I bet it's all frayed. I bet you you pick things up and you wondered about it and you put it down or maybe you took it and you put it over there and you thought, oh, that's not where it goes. And then I bet it was all just sort of lost time where you weren't effectively working. Can you see why it's a better idea to tell yourself the truth? Just tell yourself the truth. I can only focus at this point in time for 15 minutes, come hell or high water. And I love, 
I love the timer because I tell you, I think I've, if I had a dime for every time I've said this, it's true. Um, I'd be very rich that when that alarm goes off, that, that timer goes off, you're out of jail. All right, you're free. You're free to do whatever it is you want to do for a reasonable period of time. And I would strongly encourage indulging yourself in good self-care. You deserve it because good self-care, if it isn't one of those two precautions that you've got written on your list, you're going to come back to whatever it is you do next replenished. Okay. And don't let one of those two precautions be the needs and wants of others. Because that is limitless. The world is full of people who will want to use your energy. All right. It's limitless. Now, you know a crisis. You know a friend and a crisis when you see it. That's that's not that category. I'm talking about I'm talking about people who would rather that you do their work than they do their work. All right. Okay. So has anybody here had the experience that they try to focus? They do a little of it. They are not satisfied. They stop. They're trying to make decisions, perhaps. All right. On what stays, what goes. Is this useful, not useful? Do I love this? Do I not love this? What is this? Where did it come from? Um, and because they're not really focusing with a system, which is why I developed Elaine's scaling system, because you're being true to yourself. You actually have a format that you can use where you need to engage with yourself and what is true for you. Values, beliefs, and sentiments. All right. If you don't use that optimal focus time, 15 minutes, say, and you don't use a system that you find productive and helpful, Anybody ever had the experience of feeling like they're a rat on the wheel? You're around and around. And geez, was I not doing this last week? Like, again? Will this never end? How, when you, when you, when you don't allow yourself to be true to yourself, what is my limit? And what is a system that I believe in? Okay, that I can use. It's productive. It works for me. When you don't combine those two things, did you think it was going to turn out differently? Did you? All right. When you find that you have that rat on the wheel going around and around, picking up the same things, dealing with the same turf, all right, I want you to stop. All right. Because basically, what you're doing is you are working. You are working hard. You're running and running and running internally, but you're doing it in place. You might as well be marching on the same spot. That's basically what you're doing. Respect yourself. Value your time. Value your energy and stop. Take a break. 
and ask yourself, what do I need right now? And if you need a rest and you need a break, take it. If you need the alarm for for 15 minutes and you need whatever system is productive for you, then that's what you do. You restart and you restart without saying anything judgmental to yourself. All right. Okay. So how many people enjoy running on the spot? Okay. So let's see this. Just a second. When we develop that skill to be able to focus deliberately and intensively, and I define that as chasing away all distractions, they still come to mind, but I'm talking back to them. No, 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 not going there. All right. And you do it in a in a way that is realistic for you for the time required. If you do that, you will achieve more results. Those thoughts are still going to come to you, but you need to have something to say back to them that's meaningful to you. For me, it's nope, not going there. Nope, that's not, nope, this isn't the time for that. Nope, 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 nope. And then I just, where was I? What was I doing? Where do I need to go next? All right, I give myself direction. All right. So it'll take a lot longer than necessary if you don't. You'd still complete the task, but I would love to see every one of you complete your task not just in the most efficient time, but in as little time as possible. And then with the time that's left over, now I want you to take those papers again, okay? That paper and pencil or pen. And I want you below the two precautionary things that you need to watch out for. Do not take a break doing these things, all right? Now I want you to put down two things that you would really look forward to doing that would be like a, a staycation holiday for you. And, and that they, they're realistic. Um, they are available to you every day, All right? How many people here, if you don't accomplish enough during the day of what you set your mind to, feel guilty and don't allow yourself to engage? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all while doing this, here's here's another little thing I just want to put on the on the table. There are two forms of locus of control. Okay, one is external locus of control. That means that you are guided, and you allow yourself to be most heavily influenced by what other people say, what other people think, another more authority. You put them in that role. They don't have that role in your life naturally, legitimately. You give them the authority to tell you, to decide. And sometimes you even, it's it's not, 
it's a slippery slope when you want accountability because that's something that you personally respond well to, okay? If, if that's a motivating factor for you, accountability, that's okay. But please keep an eye on the fact that if you want to overcome whatever it is you want to overcome, all right, you want to get there and you want to stay there and you want to be able to maintain that more secure space in your life, in your head, in yourself, please don't give it away um, by becoming dependent on that external locus of control. All right. So I would argue in favor of even if you have a friend who's working with you, a clutter buddy, or whatever that external component would be, please also find a way to incorporate the other form of locus of control, the internal locus of control, because it's only when you are your own boss and you are your own judge, all right, and you are being true to what is most important to you about the challenge of the clutter or the hoarding or whatever other factor you've put down as your challenge today. All right. When it's done, it's complete, it's it's good enough. Please don't just make it about sending a picture or accounting to somebody else. Okay, please. If that's a temporary thing that you feel you need right now, fair enough. But please at the same time find a way to make yourself reward and acknowledge yourself so that at the same time it's about you being good to you not you being accountable to someone else who you have put in a position of authority you need to be your own boss you need to learn to be your own boss you need to learn to be in a healthy appropriate way, your own critic. All right. So don't give it away. Okay. And part of that goes back to healthy, appropriate, sorry, runny nose, uh, boundaries and limits. Gosh. There we are again, boundaries and limits, right? Boundaries and limits for ourselves. How many people found the webcast a recording on boundaries and limits helpful? It's a good thing to go back every so often, all right, and just ask yourself, how am I doing? How am I doing? Every time 
you challenge yourself because part of what happens is people distract themselves um, when they're trying to reach a goal and, you know, it seems onerous and they're fighting for focus. Um, they're fighting for something that they feel is lacking. They're trying to overcome a big barrier or some whatever barrier and it feels huge. It feels insurmountable. Like they just feel like they are continuing to hit their head on it. Um, go back to boundaries and limits because if you're not living with healthy, appropriate boundaries and limits for yourself, to yourself, for yourself, to and with the people who are closest to you, for yourself with the people who are part of your past, who are the voices on that committee, and for anybody else coming into your life, all right? Basically what you're doing, all right, is I want you to imagine that right now, I don't know what your currency is. I know some people here, it's the pound sterling. Some people, I don't even know. I, I know what country you're coming from. I'm sorry, I don't know what what the, the currency is in Slovenia. Um, in the US, US dollar, Canadian, Canadian dollar. I want you to take the equivalent of $100, all right? And I want you to put it in a bowl. In, imagine it in a bowl in front of you. And when you are not living with appropriate, healthy boundaries and limits, listening to those times when somebody says something or does something and it really doesn't feel good, all right, and you, you just let it affect you. You don't stand up for yourself in an appropriate way, all right, particularly if it's a repeat behavior. All right. We just don't. I don't like conflict. OK, I don't like I, I want peace. No, you don't have peace when that's happening. You have a hostage taking. All right. In a minor in a minor way, you have a hostage taking when you don't stand up for your own healthy mind and body and spirit. Now I want you to know that I want you to light a match and I want you to burn up that hundred bucks because that's basically what you're doing. All right. The work your worth is worth more than a hundred dollars. I'm not saying that that's not the conclusion to make here, but that money in a dish, okay, we are a contained entity like that bowl and that money in that dish. All right is like our self-worth and basically we're burning it up. We're giving it away. We're letting it be damaged and we're forfeiting it, which means then, and don't think this has nothing to do with focus because when you're fighting that battle internally, that self-worth battle internally, why would you make an effort if, if you're not worth enough to yourself? Or you're not reminding the people who care about you the most, maybe legitimately care about you the most. You just happen to be when they're having a bad day or they always have to be right or whatever it is. All right. Every time you burn that hundred dollars in the bowl. All right. You have to re-earn it. 
Every time you allow your self-respect, your self-worth to be injured, we're not talking about every little quarrel, all right? Every time you do that, you have to reestablish and re-earn your self-worth. It's not like you have a bottomless pit of it. Okay, we just bring in, a, we'll just go get some more. No, we have to redevelop it. And every time you have to redevelop it by getting over what you consider a threat or an injury, however minor, all right, you're not doing it as effectively. That is a lot of what distracts from your ability to focus. Why? Because when your focus is challenged, you have to fight for your, the legitimacy of your thoughts. You know, maybe I'm just being difficult. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe, maybe I don't deserve it. Maybe, maybe as soon as you go to maybe, all right, you do not have a secure bubble where you can just relax and focus and work in a deliberate way to whatever the goal is for you today, big, small, or somewhere in between. Do you see how this is like a chain? It's like a, I'll show you. It's like, it's like a chain on a bracelet, okay? It's like a chain on a bracelet linked all those things are linked together. So what are you going to be doing? Send me in the, in the uh, chat now. What are you going to be doing in between your work periods toward that goal today? Because it's a goal that you wanted to accomplish today, a challenge, some kind of goal. Tell me, what are you going to be doing to replenish yourself in between so that you don't run out of fuel. I don't see the chat numbers going up. I'm at 39. I'm still at 39. I think I have a group of delinquent people here. <laughs> I'm still at 39. <laughs> What is it about that suggestion that you don't like? <laughs> all right. Now, remember, too, all right, that all of this happens in the context of the demands and expectations of our environment, the context, including family, friends, acquaintances, uh, messages about we what we should and shouldn't do, think, feel, all right? All of those are competing messages to our focus. How do we turn off the volume? And it costs us, and I'm still at 39, um, our attention. It costs us our attention, our energy. It puts in jeopardy the things that we already have habituated intentionally or unintentionally. It makes the, the slope on the, I still have 39. Um, it makes this, the slope on that hill that we have to carry, we have to walk, we have to get over, all right? It makes it steeper. 
So don't just say you've got, I got 40, yay. Um, don't just say that there are things you know you could do. Actually do them so that at the end of the day, you have as much energy as you had when you started. And you have as much self-worth as you started the day with, if not more. All right. That, I know it doesn't seem connected, but that will make it a lot easier for you to put the effort into developing the skill to focus. All right. So let's have a look at some of these um, comments in the chat. Oh, thank you, Leslie. She says I look beautiful. <laughs> Should have seen me when I got back. Oh, I have something to brag about. <clears throat> so, you know, I told you about gorilla trekking. Mm. So I want some ideas from you. Send me emails or you can put them in the chat box. Um, I'm going to be doing um, I don't even know what it's called, but like a long day-to-day -day video, okay? And as soon as um, as soon as I have my lesson on how to use this camera that I bought, um, I'm going to start recording little snippets that are going to uh, Braden's going to patch together, um, and it's going to be about the challenges as well. And so, I, I want to name. Um, for, this is for social media. I want a name for this. Now, one of the names that I thought would be Old Broad Meets Bucket List. I thought it would be a little irreverent um, because I'm well into my seniors. Um, do you think it would be helpful, worthwhile, if I list the challenges that I have? I have a badly herniated disc in my neck. All right. I have a four-inch titanium rod at the base of my spine, which means that my hips don't work that well, which means that my knees don't work that well, which means that my feet don't work that well. Um, I have a, a left ankle that has been broken twice. Um in the same place. I know it's a hoot and a holler. Um, and as a consequence, I've gained pounds that I really biologically, according to my height and frame, should not um, have. So today, my little brag story is about Hafsa has agreed to be my walking partner because for the last month, um, I have been... Uh, got to start, I've got to start, I've got to start. There's no way I'm going to be able to trek in um, to, so I, uh, in, a, in a jungle, there's just no way, that's a joke, not going to happen, but it has to happen. Um, so I wrote to the people at exclusive uh, gorilla trekking that I'm going with and asked them, what would be the minimum distance that you have to walk? And I'm guessing that it's there, but not back, three to five kilometers and above. I know. So I thought, holy Lord, this is going to be like punishing. So Hafsa very kindly um, agreed to be my walking partner. So at 730 every morning, we are out there. Well, the first day, 
we walked um, and I was still standing um, looking for a place to sit by the end of it with two point, correct me if I'm wrong, 2.3 or 2.5 kilometers, no, 2.3 kilometers. Um, and so I thought, okay, that's a good start. Well, today, now I'm two days in, folks. Today was three kilometers. So um, I want your advice on what should this video thing be called so that it's got a name and it's going to be the challenges of getting ready, the challenges of like legitimate things that everybody else suffers with when they're trying to accomplish something. Um, it's going to be like, it's a, it's a max, a pro max camera that does 360. Um, it's going to be about trekking in through the jungle. It's going to be about sitting with the gorillas. It's going to be about dragging your exhausted behind back out back home. Um, it's going to be the whole nine yards um, in probably no more than three minute segments. I'm going to have Braden edit it. So it's going to be an ongoing thing. And I'm going to try very, very hard to do our January 4th podcast from Uganda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so help me figure out what would be a great name for this video series um, and anything else um, that you think would be important to uh, include. I'm also going to be speaking to, um, I hope, the Wildlife uh, Federation in Uganda um, about gorilla tracking, about um, the, you know, the health of the jungle and, and all of the environmental factors um, as well. Um, so what would you want to know? Um, I'd like to see this project through your eyes. And my goal in doing this is to show people that no matter how old you are, no matter what physical, mental, uh, shape you're in. I mean, I'm, it, it's not a secret. I'm still in a period of acute grief that kind of sideswipes me every so often. It, I'm, I'm the same human being that you are. And so what would be meaningful as um, an illustration, um, a motivation um, for you to see how to overcome the challenges or the setbacks that you have on your way to your goal. I'd like some advice on that so that it just doesn't turn out to be a touristy kind of thing. All right, this is not a travel log. This is about today, I think I'm going to die because I had to walk seven kilometers. All right, today I resisted taking the sedan chair and have regretted it ever since. Um, yeah, this is what it took to get through today. What challenges did you have? And how can this be inspirational to you to figure out what you need 
and go get it, make it happen for what you want to happen in your life today. That's what this is all about. Okay, I'm counting on you. I will see you next week. Take care. I have, oh, I have, how many in the chat? How many do I have right now? Do I get a number? 28 new messages. I will save those. I will go over them and I will address them um, next week. Okay? Take care, everybody. Thanks for coming.